Hello and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence, Holy Family, and St. Joseph in Duluth, Minnesota. Thanks, thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rota, and with me I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father Eli? Good. Good to be with you. And today we also have a special guest in Karen Ball. Well, hello. How are you doing, Karen? Great. Uh, Karen. This is exciting. Yeah. First time we've had a guest on the show in a long time besides me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's been a couple times you've been gone and, uh, you know, thrown the sisters or mm-hmm. Deacon John, uh, in, but yeah, so Karen has joined us and, uh, Karen, Karen has, is in a kind of a busy, busy time right now. It is a busy time right uh, now. And so she has, um, very graciously joined us. Um, you had told us to us last week. Yes, we did. We had 73 different kids come to the program, so it was pretty great. And it was um, three different parish clusters, right? So like, what, six or like seven parishes? Yes. Yep. So that was pretty crazy. Um, it was good. A lot, a lot of screaming. <laughs> but but it was it was it was like good 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 screaming, right? It was happy screaming, especially on <laughs> Friday at the water fight. I yeah. got um, a couple different texts from neighbors saying it's so good to hear the kids in the neighborhood again. <laughs> so it was good. Yeah, and then. Uh, you leave tomorrow for a mission trip, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but then in between that, you're packing to move. We are. We sold our house and looking for our forever home. So a couple possibilities have come up, but... Mm-hmm. You're not leaving. No, right, correct, no, correct. we're you not just, leaving. Um, that's that. Yeah, that would be... Drop a bombshell live on... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> balls leaving to lose. Oh, no. No, no. Sad. Uh, so, so yeah, it's crazy, kind of crazy time. It is, but it's it's going to be good. So I'm looking forward to having some nice quiet prayer time coming up here. Is, are you saying like bef- after everything when you get back, or or on the trip? Okay, okay, yeah, good. Both. Good, good, good. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the big thing that's going on this week is you both are leaving for the mission trip. So mm-hmm. be gone till Monday. next Monday. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to have a nice uh, Irish accent for a couple days this weekend. Yes, Father Walsh. With Father Walsh, yeah. Um, oh, good to see you, yes. Good to be with you. Yes. Dan and Steph won't know what to do. How quiet is around there? It, yeah, it's yeah. going to be nice and quiet. Not, hey, no. So, looking forward to it. <laughs> Cute. Um yeah, that's that's kind of kind of it that's going on. Um, but yeah, we're, so we're gonna kind of get into it and talk about um, kind of mission trip, why we go on mission trips, um, how the church has used mission trips in its kind of ministry. Um, but before we do that, Father, could you open us with a quick prayer? Sure. Our Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we ask you to bless our uh, podcast today, our discussion. Pray for our parishioners, and we pray especially for those who will be going going on the trip, uh, the mission trip, that they would be safe, healthy, and that their hearts would be open to God's uh, message, whatever he wants to speak to them during these days. And we ask you, Lord, to guide us and protect us. We ask our mother to hear our prayers and to offer them to her son as we pray. Hail Mary, full Full of grace, grace, the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Great. Thank you, Father. 
Um, so what time do you guys leave tomorrow? Is that like like eight o'clock? N- nice and early, eight a.m. I think we are <clears throat> loading at seven thirty. Yes, pulling away from the pastoral center at eight o'clock and heading to the Mall of America. So there you go for lunch. For lunch, I guess there's a new um, fun arcade slash lunch place. So I saw that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That'll be something different. We haven't cool. done that before. That's, yeah, that's a mission trip in itself for me, just to go to the Mall of America. <laughs> I'm with you on that, Father. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully the kids will like it. Yeah, yeah. So, so leaving, you know, so Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. and then, uh, so you get down uh, to the lacrosse to lacrosse mm-hmm. on in the afternoon, I presume. Yes. And then uh, we'll spend the night there. Go to the shrine. Right. That's my understanding. So, yes, I think after the Mall of America, Mall of America we will um, head on down to La Crosse and get all checked into a hotel. And I believe we're going to do mass and, um, you know, have like a talk that night. And then tomorrow, nope, I'm sorry, the next tomorrow, Thursday, we will um, do a service day actually at the Shrine of mm-hmm. Our Lady of Guadalupe. So pray for good weather so we can get some good work mm-hmm. in. Sure. Are we going to be cutting the grass with scissors? <laughs> That's what I keep thinking that we're going to do. It's very worthwhile. Uh, there you go. Yeah. I have no idea yeah. what we're doing. We'll That's a find surprise. Out. We'll find out. That yeah, is it's, a surprise. It's, it's not only about doing service, but about doing service in the most like painful way. Yes. Right? Yeah. Sure. Penance and, right. and service together. And I believe we will be having mass at the shrine as well. So oh, that will be cool. neat. Yeah, yes. It's a beautiful place. I've never been there. So never I'm really there? Lo- nope. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, good. I bet for most of our students, they probably haven't been there either. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, they were all like, what's in lacrosse? And I'm like, hey, it's a shrine. And they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. So they're all pumped to go. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah. Uh, today is Maria Gretti. I think she might be one of the featured saints in, she is, yeah. in the uh, shrine church. So That will be good. Yeah, yeah, because they have like like four or six like, yeah. little side altars. Side altar things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Maria Gretti is one of those. Yeah. I think uh, St. Peregrine, who's like for cancer patients, mm-hmm. and oh, uh, Gianna. Oh, yeah, Gianna Mola, mm-hmm. um, the physician, the Italian physician. The uh, Jesuit from Mexico, what's his name? Viva Cristo Rey, that guy. Um, blanking on the name. Come on, guys. No. I keep. I mean, it's, it's not yeah. Juan Diego, but that's the only name, no, no, name in my mind. No, no, it's not Juan Diego. Although he's featured in this place as well because of Our Lady Guadalupe yeah. is the name mm-hmm. of the shrine. So, I guess we'll have to report back yeah. on that. Yeah, I'll think of it someday. Yeah, probably like halfway, like in like ten minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that that'll be a really cool experience for the for the kids though mm-hmm. too, to to go mm-hmm. in. It will. It um, will. And so th- this trip that you guys are going on is kind of is with the diocese yes correct right so there's going to be a lot of people from all, all, over, the, all, the, mm-hmm. all over the diocese mm-hmm. yep we have um two different buses going and i believe our bus is going to be a little bit more full because we had so many kids come on the trip um from our parish cluster so that's pretty exciting um <clears throat> but i'm thinking they're talking about a hundred of us mm. going on mission so, so that will be good um, cutting a day off of our trip because of service experiences were limited to us because of COVID still. There's a lot of agencies that aren't taking um, volunteers yet. So hopefully next year we'll get back into the 
groove of the regular two or three days of sure. really good sure. service. Thus the scissors and the thus the scissors in the grass cutting. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. Hopefully that's coming across people that we're not. Well, as far as I know, that's not our service. <laughs> Who knows? Won't that be funny if we report back that it was? <laughs> yeah, we cut the grass with scissors. Oh my goodness. Two acres. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, as we're kind of talking about service, um, like what what's the point of doing the service? You know, um, and I, I, I think when we talk about mission trips a lot, I mean, there's a bunch of different kinds of mission trips, mm-hmm. uh, especially like in today's kind of like age, I guess. Um, but when it comes to like these trips that you've been going on for the last handful of years, I mean, not last year because of COVID, but the last like three years before that. Right. Um, so how has your experience been of like bringing the kids and like doing service and how have you seen that like impact them? Well, it's really, um, been a variety of experiences, um, with each mission trip, we've had just a little bit different flavor of what we're going to do. And so those kids that are on repeat trips, um, they're not bored because it's something different each time. It's from helping people. Um, it's from, um, like direct service with people to, um, helping at like a nursing home facility to food banks, um, the Salvation Army. I mean, you name it, we've done it. Um, I think, one of the trips that was the most impactful was when we went to Knoxville and um, our group got to work at um, Wesley Communion Community Center. Um, that's where the poorest of the poor in Knoxville send their kids. Um, the working poor down there is so high that they can't afford childcare and so they have these community centers down there that are just amazing. And um, our kids were just drawn to the children there because they are so hungry for um, attention and love. But we went the week before they were relicensing. And I could show you pictures of everything that we cleaned and painted, and I, it was incredible. Um, I, don't, I don't know how so many people can be in such a dirty area, and yet they were so happy. Um, and the last day that we were there, um, was basically just go out and just love these kids. And we actually had kids say, can we go back to Duluth with you? (laughs) Um, (laughs) and, and it was very eye opening for our kids because even though those kids at the Wesley community center didn't have anything, um, some of the kids came in the same clothes all week, they really were content with life and, some major life lessons were learned. It's it's not about what we have. It's just about making every moment of the day count. And um, it just I just have chills after saying that because just watching our kids come back and realize how blessed we are up here, it, it was just a whole other level of, wow, God is so good to us. Um, but I think all these different experiences, and they're all important, um, one of our groups went to the American Red Cross because they were basically evicted from a building and they had to move everything. And, and it was hard labor and they just loved it because they just, they were like, we did something big. And um, another group of ours, in fact, um, Mr. Ben Ryan, who is going on this trip, found a yellow wig and I'm hoping he brings it and resurrects it for this trip. And he wore that ugly yellow wig the entire time. And, um, but they were working out at a thrift store that went to benefit the homeless. So we had just so many different 
um, experiences that were so fruitful um, that help other people. The last time we went on Steubenville, I was in a group that worked at a food bank, and that was pretty thankless work. Um, but it was so important because it would go to serve the people in the Twin Cities, you know, it for for months. What we did, so it it's really trying to teach them to be the hands and feet of Jesus here on earth, um, going out and helping others. You know, what is it, James two? What does he say? I don't know. <laughs> Tell me, which one are you referring to? <laughs> well, it's it's. Faith without works is dead. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. so going out and being able to practice your faith in that tangible way, um, it really cements, cements, you know, what we're called to do as Christians for other people. Yeah. yeah and I, I think service is one of those things, too, that, um, like, it's, a, it's like a self like, I don't know, it, it's, it just reminds me of the quote, like, in give, it isn't in giving that we receive. Mm-hmm. So um, just, like, being there and, like, serving, like, whether you're just, like, working with people um, or, yeah, like, making, you know, like, food boxes or, like, whatever it is. Um, like, so many times, like, we have these great experiences. And, like, you kind of talked about, like, life lessons learned when they're just, like, hanging like just spending time w- with people and I mean, you can say like, Oh, well, what do you do for your service? Like, Oh, we just like hung out with these kids. And I know people could think like, Oh, that's not really like doing service work, but just the fact of just like, yeah, kind of, kind of like what you said, just like, just loving on them, just like loving right. people and spending time with them, giving them attention that they don't get mm-hmm. at home, you know, cause their parents are working however many jobs or, Three, or, or, usually. or from really right. bad homes, like I, either one. Probably right. both, you know, right. and so just being able to to do that, and so it's like these these kids are just like kind of experience this like really good love, and then um, the people who are you know like our kids that are serving, like really see like especially when you have a lot of stuff but aren't happy, and you see these kids that have nothing but are happy, and so um, yeah, it kind of goes both ways. It does. It does. And the first big trip that we went on to Little Rock um, was quite impactful as well. We did mission work at a um, women's shelter. And that was, again, very eye-opening for our entire group. Um, The reason that these women and children were there and how important it was to make sure that um, that what we did was we completely um, organized their care room where they would get their personal care products and clothing and whatnot because a lot of times these women are leaving a bad situation with their kids and they have the clothes on their back and that's it and um again I just have chills because I think that there were children there there's a little girl named Charlotte that I will never forget and the first day that we were there you know she was kind of afraid of us and then by the end of the trip she she again wanted to come home with us and she was you know getting the girls to carry her around and and then some of our young men playing football with the boys that are there it would just it brought so much joy but it also showed them this is kind of this this is good you know and, and trying to give them some of that goodness hopefully that they can seek out later on for themselves it was it was really um it was quite 
impactful for, for adults and kids. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned that there's different kinds of mission trips. So uh, you have mission trips that are organized for like medical purposes. People go to Haiti mm-hmm. or people go to different places to do, like they bring professional quality work like doctors and nurses that can do surgeries and things like that like there's that kind of mission trip that's more like that and then i think the, the kind that we're doing or i mean it seems anyway that we're doing is we go we don't have like a lot of skills but we're we're going to spend time with people we're going to spend time for people doing whatever they need and hopefully through that process we not only help them in their need but we also open our own eyes to uh, to what is out there in the world and how people need help and how uh, we can help in small ways. And, and uh, maybe when we come back, we'll be more taking note of who in our own community could could be helped or how we could be involved in our own community. I think sometimes it's easier to be involved far away, and sometimes you'll hear people say things like, why do you have to go far away to serve? And it's like, well, you don't have to, but there's something about going away that allows you to enter into an experience uh, especially for young people, I think, whereby you don't have a choice. This is what we're doing today, you know. Yeah. Whereas if you're here in Duluth, you, you could easily say, "I don't. I'm not going to make that a priority today." Um, so I, I think it offers an opportunity to be exposed to different things um, that really can have a lifelong impact on on these kids. So I think there's a great opportunity there for us in in this uh, experience. I'm hoping that'll be something we we see. Absolutely, and. One of the things that we've tried to do, um, especially when we have gone on an Alive in You mission trip, is part of that is what are you going to do when you go back? And so um, both times that we went to Alive in You, we've we've done specific things. Um, we did like a little um, a little money drive to send um, money down. There was a school that we worked at in Little Rock. It was the poorest school in that area, the Daisy Bates School, and there are kids that walk to school with no shoes, and children who, uh, you know, like the Wesley Center in Knoxville, they have one pair of pants and, and one t-shirt, so um, we had a little bit of leftover mission fundraising, and then we asked others in the community if they wanted to kick in on that, and we were able to send them a Walmart gift card so they could get underwear and shoes and whatever these children need, you know, and those are things that our kids take advantage. I mean, they have no clue, you know. I, I, if I had a nickel for every time one of my four daughters said, I don't have anything to wear, well, let me tell you, <laughs> this last couple of weeks of moving, we have plenty. <laughs> um, so that's, that's, you know, to, to, to bring it home and try to do something here at home is important. But, Father, I so agree with um, getting them out of their day-to-day and how easy would it be for a kid to say, uh, oh, not today, I'm going fishing. Yeah. This this is a chance for them to really enter deeply and also to experience the sacraments regularly. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. there's a lot of faith in this in these um, trips as well, and and that's important. Yeah, that yeah. a whole another area of the experiences that that uh, hopefully they have an experience not only of touching base with people and a different experience in that way, but their faith hopefully comes alive in this, and we can see how our faith invites us to partake in these kinds of things, um, not just now and then, but um, on a regular basis. So right. definitely, definitely, uh, that is a big part of this too, is to hopefully help these kids encounter the Lord in a deep way. So, Yeah, and, I, and that's kind of the point of 
the trip itself, right, is to help is for people to encounter Jesus for mm-hmm. the kids from you know our parishes that are going on the trip for. Um, I mean, this year might not kind of might be a little different with um, working at the shrine, but but even just cutting, cutting the grass, I can't <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but the people that were serving or the people that were interacting with, like for them inco- to encounter Jesus, and then um, people who just witness it, you know, to be able to like encounter Jesus through that. So that's kind of like the point of of it all, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when you go through all the work of of this. You can say, oh, gosh, this seems like a lot of work for something. But if you can change how people approach service or are at least awakened to the reality that there are people in need out there and these people have stories and these people are real and, you know, they're not just trying to get get free stuff in, in life or whatever. Um, if you can change how people perceive things, um, that has a much greater impact than just the time that we spend there, like right. So if you can invest, invest a few days here to help open their heart to to Christ in a deeper way, open their heart to others in a deeper way, that's going to have a much greater impact on uh, not only their life but all the lives now that they will affect because of that openness that they have. So it is an investment, both financially and in time. But I think it's well worth it um, if that encounter can be facilitated. So I think um, as a parish, that's something I'm definitely willing to invest in is trying to help our youth, our adults, our parishioners encounter the Lord and have that deeper experience. So this is one way we can do that, I think. So. Yeah, and then so after the the service time, you're going down to is it Springfield? Yes. Missouri? Springfield. Yep. I, uh, I keep forgetting what it's called, but yeah, that is it. And so and then that's where the like Steubenville conference correct is taking correct. place, right? Yep. And so uh that's just like a weekend, like a couple days of like talks and kind of sacraments and stuff like that? Yeah. So Friday night, um, we will, um, start and there'll be a keynote, keynote, a keynote. Oh my goodness. Keynote, keynote, keynote speaker. And, um, then we'll do like small group talk so they can, pull that apart and really, you know, hey, how does this impact you? So the service is how we impact others, and this is the conference part is how we can be impacted. And um, I had one of the best small groups I've ever helped facilitate at the last Steubenville. It was just wonderful because these kids that go on the trip truly feel it and want to be there. So it's it's just a whole different experience. But um and then Saturday, there will be a couple different talks, and then there will be a guy session and a gal session. Um, and all throughout the weekend, there's chances for kids to go to the Sacrament of um, Reconciliation. And we do Mass with the whole group, and, you know, you watch 50, 60 priests file in. It's just, it's it's quite something. It's not something that you can really explain. Um, it's something that you have to experience. Um and then Sunday morning we'll do mass, and then we'll start heading back north. And we do we do plug in one fun day um, for the kids on the trip on the return trip. So um, that will be good for the kids. Father, do you like rides? Uh, I used to. I don't know if I'm a big ride person these days. Well, we go to Worlds of Fun, but that's not what I call it. So. <laughs> I refer to it as worlds of torture, but I have vowed that if 
if one of our students asks us to go on a ride that I will try. Mm. There's certain kinds I won't do. I'm putting that out there right now, but um, I'm, I'm going to be adventuresome. Why not? Is there a water park? I think there's a water park area. Mm. There are lots of ro- roller coasters? Um, there's some. There's some really. Oh, the last time there were like six six priests were with us, and, and I'm like, I don't think you all should ride that one ride together. I think you need to... <laughs> That would not be good. <laughs> Just in case. We <laughs> need someone to say less. Oh, friends, my right? goodness. It, oh, I don't know how they did that. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, the kids enjoy that. And, and there's things for the kids to do that aren't big ride goers. And, of course, there's always hanging out with the chaperones that hold up the, the area that we gather in. So, you know, there's games and whatnot there as well. So it's a good afternoon. It's not going to be as long as normal, which I think is perfect. Um, but that's, you know, I'm, I'm just, I've never been into rides. Never? You know what ruined it? The Duluth Zoo used to have the most treacherous, treacherous roller coaster that was so jerky and you almost fell out and I was like, I'm done. Was it a wood one? I don't know. It was scary. The wood ones are kind of bumpy. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. wood ones are a little sketchy. Yeah. But it'll be good. You know, the whole experience for these kids, I think, um, you know, one of the things I've asked several of the different priests in our diocese what helped you realize you had a calling or what has helped your family remain Catholic? And it's um, praying in the home, attending Mass, and having a different experience outside of just regular faith formation. You know, something impactful, whether it's camp or a conference or a mission trip. It's just something very specific that really um, changes hearts. And um, I've seen it with our yeah, kids. Yeah. After that neat. second acre of grass cutting with the scissors, I just <laughs> really felt called. We're probably by the shrine of cow or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. goats. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I mean, I think that's true. Just in like, I know in, in my life and a lot of my friends that have uh, either stuck with the church or have like had big conversions to the church in like college or something like that. A lot of a lot of, a lot of the times, it's not like just going to mass on Sunday, which obviously that's a great thing. But I mean, even like the church has kind of said like masses for mass isn't really supposed to be a conversion experience. It's supposed to like strengthen the faith that's already there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to help kids to like have these experiences, um, that can just can really help, uh, spark that, you know, ignite the fire. So, yeah. Yeah. um, so uh, I want to talk just a little bit about like why does the church do mission trips or why like why do we do trips and how has have mission pr- mission trips or being on mission kind of been a part of the church and changed over the years because I mean it's probably how it started isn't how it is currently I don't, I don't think the apostles necessarily did what <laughs> we currently do <laughs> but they didn't cut grass with scissors there probably wasn't much grass to cut in the holy land. <laughs> <laughs> There, there probably wasn't worlds of fun. Yeah. But there probably was yeah. worlds of torture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I guess, um, yeah, maybe question for you, Father, but, like, how, how do you see, like, when you look at how the church does mission trips? And, I mean, there's a bunch of, like, apostolates and, like, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But where does that kind of originate from? Yeah. Well, uh, missionary work has been something. I mean, you look at the New Testament, they're, they're going on mission trips, right? So Paul and Barnabas, Peter, they're all going different places. That's kind of how the church started is they did these mission trips where they go to places 
the work was to, to share the good news, the gospel. Um, they started often with other Jews, right? So people who knew the faith. Um, but there's also, over time, you know, they started to encounter people that were not part of the Roman Empire, were not kind of part of the, the Jewish culture. And so how do you start with these people? Where do you start? And it was often get to know them, build a relationship. Um, these missionaries would go and spend their lives with this group of people and over time reveal to them the Lord and the love of the Lord. And so it was a process, an investment um, of time and energy with these people. So that, uh, you also have people like Francis de Sales, um, people like Francis Xavier going all the way around the world or, or, or writing letters to people in different places and encouraging people. So there's lots of ways that it's developed, but it's all been a process of trying to, to share the good news, the gospel. So what we're doing is kind of like a microcosm of that. I think what we're doing, if you got, got right down to the nuts and bolts of it, we're, we're saying we want to help these people gain a taste of what that's like and what's out there and how we apply our faith. We've, we've learned our faith through catechesis. We've practiced our faith in the church. But now how do we apply it in real life? How do we go out and live the faith in the world, and this is kind of a taste of that. So, uh, it's it's a different kind of mission trip, as we have said, but it uh, goes to the same point of sharing the good news and helping uh, not only those who are going to share the good news, but also hopefully reaching out and building bridges with people who need to receive the good news. So, um, so if you look at the history of the church, history of how things have developed, missionary work has been there since the beginning. How it occurs and what it looks like is according to what is needed at the time. So. Um, I think in our modern times, um, it's not that people have not heard of Christianity many times, but it's more they have not seen it lived, or um, in many ways, the mission trips that we do with youth are to help our youth become missionary disciples, become someone who is living this sort of missionary mindset in their day-to-day life, not just going here, going there, or even just doing things in their hometown, but to have this mindset of, like, I live the gospel with my life. That's what I'm called to do. So um, I think at the root of it, that's what we're trying to do is instill this idea. But it takes time. And I think most of us, if we look at our lives, we have these moments where we have encounter, moments where we where we recognize God moves in our hearts and, and allows us to experience something. Uh, and then we have moments where we maybe kind of lose touch with that. And so uh, hopefully for these students, it's a, it's a reminder or an introduction to this deep uh, communion that we're called to have with one another and share our lives. And that happens very gradually, very naturally. It's not like we're going to be out there with Bibles probably. I mean, I don't know. But I, I wouldn't say we're going to be at Worlds of Fun or... Uh, Become street pre- in preachers. La- yeah, and lacrosse saying, repent, the world is near end or whatever. I mean... I don't know what they're going to have us do, but probably won't be that, right? So it's, yeah. it's finding things that these students can do uh, that can open their eyes to the work of the gospel, which is very much nuts and bolts, day-to-day things um, that people need, and and sometimes it's just starting building a relationship with someone. So, And I, I, mean, I know we've talked before of, like, each generation, like, needs something, needs different messages or mm-hmm. needs, you mm-hmm. know, something different. And, uh, yeah, I don't think in today's age the, the kind of the street preachers or the way that, like, Paul just went into, like, Athens and just started 
preaching like that doesn't really do get it done anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who knows? Yeah. It could, but uh, and I mean, we, was it last week that we were? When, yeah, when we were talking about the martyrs, we talked about how like the world needs witnesses, not teachers, mm-hmm. um, and how that's like when you're doing service, that's like a great opportunity just to be a witness. Yeah, you know, I remember when when I went to uh, Rome. Uh, which I don't know, like seven years ago now, but we were working, doing some work with the Sisters, Sisters of Charity, you know, so it's like Mother Teresa's order mm-hmm. and they take care of a bunch of, you know, like homeless people and all this stuff. And my job was to wash a wall. And I was just like, how am I like actually helping <laughs> them here? I'm, I'm just wiping down a wall. And then like there was like a sister that was like kind of working with me and she was just t- talking about how like, like, and I think it kind of came from Sister, like, or St. Therese, uh, who is just basically saying, like, I'm going to, like, wash this as if it was for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And just like that, that, like, changed everything. Sure. And it was like, it didn't matter that I was just in a room by myself, not, like, you know, travel that way across the world to wash down a wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, like, do it for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, I could do that every single day of my life, yeah. you know? Yeah. It so. is interesting. You, you find that dynamic a lot of times on these trips, and you have to kind of have that conversion moment where you might be asked to do something that, on the surface of it, seems kind of like, what? This is so meaningless, or this is like not connected to the gospel, but everything's connected to the gospel. If, if we recognize that, it, there's an opportunity in every everything we do to give glory to God. And, um, you know, I think to some degree, until we can wash that wall or whatever this benign thing uh cut cut grass with the scissors scissors. (laughs) it's never gonna go away um until we can do those things for christ how can we possibly serve a person or or meet a person with not a selfish agenda of like i'm here to help you but really to here's christ here's christ and this person christ how are you how are you inviting me into this situation to to be with you and um so it's it, it, it is a conversion sometimes to realize sometimes we're there more to be changed than we are to to really change somebody else. But um, hopefully the, the service that we do do will be helpful um, and, and meaningful for our students. So, yeah. Great. Well, thank you, Karen, for joining us. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Um, we, you know, hope you have a great time. Yeah. If we're not back by Monday, send up a search party. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we, we definitely hope you make it back. Uh, hopefully you don't run into too many worlds of terror. So, Oh, terror, no. Torture. <laughs> torture, 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 terror. I don't know. Probably one and I the mean, same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, yeah, thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, thank you, everybody, thank you. for listening. And uh, we will catch you again next week.